Welcome to a special episode of IJS Speaks. This is your neighborhood financial economist, Katie Mark. Today is May 4th, 2022. It is 1.03 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today, the format's going to be a little bit different than usual. I'm just going to jump right into the dollar because that's been the focus of my trading for the past couple weeks. And in today's episode, I'll basically just click through some of my charts and talk about what I am looking at and what the charts are telling me. And also try to explain the rationale behind the trading that I'm doing. Alright, so let's get started. So I'll start with my regression chart, which is a four panel chart, and I'm looking at four different time frames of the dollar index. I've got a one day chart, one week chart, one month, and one quarter. And I'm simply looking at the regression and the standard deviation of the move. And in this case, I trend the, I track the regression curve and then I also track the 1, 2 and 3 standard deviations um positive and negative around the price just to kind of have an idea of either volatility when the price is trending or if I see that a price is spending a lot more time in one side of the standard deviation channel then that lets me know that if there's an underlying trend that trend might be either getting ready to accelerate or reverse so with the dollar looking at the one day one week one month and one quarter past couple weeks all four charts were trending higher they were all just had a 45 degree slope trending from the bottom left to the top right of the chart that made the trading pretty easy because then I just looked at the euro and being that the euro is the heaviest weighting in the dollar index calculation or the basket of currencies that make up the dollar index it tracks closest to the index itself and that was a pretty consistent trade for about a week and a half just shorting the euro and pulling cash off the forex market towards the end of last week and the beginning of this week I am looking at the dollar and I look at different time frames of course so the longer term time frames the dollar is still long those charts are still telling me that the dollar goes higher but in the shorter term we have the 
shorter term time frame charts telling me that the price is heading into a period of at best consolidation and at worst a reversal also looking at the longer term charts I can see that the dollar tends to rally and then consolidate before rallying again keeping that in mind zooming in from the longer term charts to the shorter term charts when I see that same pattern forming I try to build my trading strategy around that so going into this week the dollar had been trending higher against most of the majors and the market narrative around a lot of that was that the Fed was being hawkish interest rates were rising in the United States and you needed to buy the dollar to be able to collect higher rates of return in the US dollar with US assets but like I said looking at the longer term charts I see a pattern of rallies and consolidations and as I zoom back into the shorter term time frames I see that similar pattern forming and following two and a half almost three weeks of a steady move higher the dollar is poised to consolidate with that macro narrative in mind I'm looking at the dollar that's making higher highs and higher lows and I'm looking for a change in that trend what I'm seeing so far in the dollar index a transition from higher highs it made a low then made a subsequent lower high so that's its first break in trend and it made another low that low was not lower than the previous low which is okay as long as the price makes its next high lower than its previous high then I can expect the next low to be lower than the previous low which may put it in line with the low that preceded the high point in the trend which then once the price breaks down past that low that would be the ultimate signal to enter a short trade but with the amount of leverage that I get to trade in the forex market that's a lot of money being left on the table waiting for confirmation so the better of a feel that I have for the market the closer I can time the trades in and out of the market especially with trend reversals so looking at my quad panel screen the first regression curve to turn negative is the one day and 
the expectation is going into the middle and latter half of the week, the one-week regression curve would also start sloping lower. When that happens, the price should be consolidating low enough to initiate the entry on the trade officially by more than likely breaking below the low that was formed after the high point of the upward trend. But for now, the one-week regression curve is still sloping higher, even though the price is finding a lot of resistance which also tells me that there's more downside potential than upside potential in the price in the short term because not only is the chart pattern signaling a break or at best a slowdown in the trend but then i have indicators telling me that the price is encountering resistance to its move higher So that's the dollar index in general. So to start the analysis and then narrow down to a trade, I look at my macro indicators. I narrowed in on the dollar index because of the consistent moves that have been happening versus other markets like equities and commodities like oil and gold which have been very choppy trading. So why try to figure out something that's constantly oscillating back and forth when you can place fairly straightforward trades in a market that's trending? I went with the trending market. So I start with my macro viewpoint, my macro analysis. I found my instrument the dollar index the dollar looks like it's weakening from its uptrend I made money trading the uptrend in the dollar by shorting the euro and then I got out of that trade and in anticipation of the reversal in the trend in the dollar I looked at the commodity currencies and the reason I looked at the commodity currencies was that I was also looking at crude oil and crude oil made a huge run up at the beginning of the Ukraine war then collapsed and it's been kind of bouncing around sideways but when I look at my quad panel chart for crude oil I can see that over the past quarter over the past month and even over the past week it's been trending higher the regression curve has been sloping higher looking at the one day chart that's been in a downtrend which again it's still finding its footing with the upside potential on crude and the positive influence that it has on the commodity currencies 
the idea occurred to me that I should be gaining exposure to the short dollar and by going through the commodity currencies with the positive influence that they should be experiencing from crude oil and the lift in that market meant to me that the odds would be tilted in my favor. Especially going into a reversal in trend in the dollar index. And again, this isn't a long-term macro reversal. Based on my longer-term and medium-term charts, the dollar will continue its run higher. But first, it more than likely will consolidate. And being that it is at the top of its range, the next step in consolidating is to pull back into the range, establishing that range. So that's simply what I'm looking at right now is playing into that consolidating period that the dollar tends to experience after short periods of rapid moves higher. So crude oil is finding its footing. We get a pickup in crude oil that supports the commodity currencies at the same time. The dollar index is showing weakness. And you put that together, weak dollar, support for commodity currencies, and that to me was the way that I could approach that weakness in the dollar and get exposure to the influence that the oil market finding a little bit of support in the short to medium term can also have on currency markets. So the currencies that I chose to get the exposure to the short dollar trade against were the Canadian dollar, the Australian dollar, and the New Zealand dollar. The positions I put on, short dollar, long Canadian, long Aussie, short dollar, long New Zealand, short dollar. Another thing I also considered is that in the currency markets, everything needs to balance. It's a market of levers that are constantly seeking balance and equilibrium. So if I'm looking at exchange rates with Aussie US dollar and New Zealand US dollar, and I want to compare on a relative basis what the Aussie and the New Zealand are doing. I can simply look at a chart of the Aussie dollar, New Zealand dollar cross rate. And that cross rate just so happened to be trending higher, which meant that the Australian dollar on a relative basis was stronger than the New Zealand dollar. How I use that to my advantage, whenever I would trade long dollar, I would look for a currency that had a negative bias so that a long dollar trade or a long dollar influence would only exacerbate that, that bias lower. The euro had a strong correlation to the dollar index, so that was the basis for the long dollar trade. But as a supplement to that trade, 
I would also commit to the long dollar, short New Zealand dollar, because again, the New Zealand dollar was exhibiting that negative bias compared to the Aussie. When the dollar index turned around, I would still trade it through the euro because again, it has the strongest correlation. It makes up the biggest portion of the index. But then for a secondary exposure, I would go short the dollar along the Australian dollar. Because again, compared to the New Zealand dollar, the Australian dollar was exhibiting that bias for strength. So whenever I wanted to get exposure to a weakening dollar, I would pair it against a currency that had a bias for strength and that would increase the odds of success in the trade or even shift the profit potential distribution more in your favor. So going into the middle and latter half of the week, the trade that I'm trading is a short dollar trade, which is just a consolidation into a range to highlight that range and the breakout of that range would then signal the beginning of the next rally or leg higher as the dollar on the longer term time frames seeks out its targets which are above where it is trading right now. So these trades I got into over the previous day and a half. So started Monday and wrapped up, I want to say, either late Monday or early Tuesday morning. Um, I was positioned with um, all three currencies. And... If I'm not mistaken, there was a monetary policy report that from the Reserve Bank of Australia. They made some move to increase some monetary policy rate. And that, again, led to a, an outsized move higher in the Australian dollar versus the US dollar compared to the move that I saw in the Canadian and especially the New Zealand because of the monetary policy decision by the RBA raising interest rates the Australian dollar US dollar pair is the most profitable at this point of the three followed by the Canadian and the New Zealand is actually down on open. Not by a lot, but still down on open. And again, relative to the other ones, I do expect it to underperform. But overall, the reversals line up. Because on a medium-term time frame, I pulled up all three charts, overlaid a Fibonacci retracement, and the prices on all three were consolidating or beginning to consolidate 
at the time that I drew the Fibonacci's. So they're all still below or above in the case of the dollar Canadian, the 23.6 level on the Fibonacci's. My target for the first leg of the trade is to trade them up to the 50% on the Fibonacci's where I expect a pullback probably to the 38 and if the price still has and if the price in the dollar index still has more room to go lower then I would expect it to rebound from the 38 break through the 50 and head towards the 68 if not the consolidation at the 58 would mark the bottom of the range which the price of the dollar index would then consolidate back and forth from the top of the range to about the 50 before breaking through the top of the range and like I said accelerating higher into its next consolidation zone so going into tomorrow I don't expect the Federal Reserve to, to create market moving news the market widely anticipates a 50 basis point move more than likely the Fed will come out with a 50 basis point move they are not scheduled to release any economic projections so nothing to affect investors expectations for future monetary policy and I also feel that because there is so much external force pushing down on the global economy that when you add weakness in China due to COVID lockdowns and weakness in Europe due to the war in Ukraine to the US economy that's already slowing we have a recipe for a faster than expected slowdown which can easily spill into a US recession and then morph into a global recession I always like to say that economics is backward looking and finance is forward looking with financial constantly discounting future cash flows to find a current price or current value with economics, you're looking back at historical data and trying to figure out where you're going. Much akin to driving a car while looking in the rearview mirror. That's one of my favorite analogies. So, barring the Fed coming out with a 75 or 100 point increase in the Fed's funds rate, I doubt that they can create a bullish shock that spurs the market on a rally higher. I do think, however, that them underwhelming the market by maybe producing a 50 basis point cut as the market expects or maybe even a 25 basis point cut less than the market expects will cause the dollar to 
fall. So going forward, it's hard to see how with such a fast acceleration in monetary policy tightening that's already built into market expectations, how the Fed can shock the market and create a hawkish surprise. So more than likely, the Fed has to walk back some of its hawkishness versus having to accelerate its hoggishness from its current stance in light of what is already happening with the U.S. economy, which is it's slowing, growth is slowing, wage growth is slowing, price growth is slowing. Everything is slowing. It's just not happening very quickly. And in all honesty, they're not on their own going to pull back to pre-pandemic levels. Because simply put, there are trillions of dollars that are in circulation in the economy now that weren't there pre-pandemic. The business cycle, however, does keep on turning. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Going into the weekend, we'll see how the trade plays out. Looking at the limits, each currency moving to the 50% on the Fibonacci, the Aussie, if it captures its full potential, would probably net close to 275 pips. The New Zealand, roughly about the same, 275-280 pips. Canadian, retracing to the same distance on its Fibonacci, would only yield a max profit potential of about 180 pips, which is fine. You combine those in, we're pushing close to 750 pips and profit on this one trade that I don't think has more than about a week maybe a week and a half to run before it's time for the dollar to get back on trend this has been your neighborhood financial economist Katie Mark this has been a special edition of IGS Speaks just got straight to the point with this one talked about the trade talked about the thought process behind the trade the charts and I also posted videos of the trade setups on the website www.runthenumbers.biz that's r-u-n-t-h-e n-u-m-b-e-r-s dot b-i-z under the IJS TV tab on the website. You can see videos of me setting up the trades, setting up the charts, setting up the targets, the lines, the labels. And I even 
describe the thought process and what I'm doing over the recording of me setting up the trades. So, it's a great resource. You get to see the charts that I'm using. And if you have any questions, or if you use the Thinkorswim platform, then you will be familiar with the uh, setups, the charts. And you can always email me, and I can email charts to you directly. And again, this has been another episode of IJS Speaks. This is your neighborhood financial economist, Katie Mark. When in doubt, take profits.